Well, welcome back to Soccer Spotlight. It's episode two here from Sealands Grove, Pennsylvania on WQSU Radio. Uh, I'm Anthony Heller. Joining me is Ryan Campbell, also known as uh, Zoo Wolf. I still don't know what that means. Uh, let's take a look at what we're gonna what we're gonna see from uh, today's episode. Uh, we're gonna take a look at the uh, Susquehanna women. Uh, they won one nil last night. Uh, we'll take a look at. The Premier League's back this week, finally after three after a, a month since we've had a a full round of games. Um, too long, yeah, way too long. Uh, Liverpool, Man United, each and as well as Chelsea haven't played a league game in a month. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and Chelsea with a new coach too, so that's really yeah. We still yet to see them play uh, with Graham Potter in charge. Um, uh, England take a look at them because they've they've had some some bad fortune going on uh especially ahead of the world cup look at some solutions um, yeah, in case a joke of a coach but we'll leave that to later yeah that's a topic left for uh left for later um the nation's league finals those uh the places are decided we'll take a look at who we expect to uh come out on top there um and then we've got inter versus roma this weekend we'll take a look at that as well so start with the uh, the Susquehanna women. They got a, a narrow win, one nil last night. They won one nil at the weekend as well over Elizabethtown. They won this time against York, who had been ranked. Um, they're not at the moment. Um, they got the goal pretty early. Uh, Ten minutes from Delaney Morton. Uh, I heard it was a good goal, but I just heard it was kind of a game, tough game, back and forth kind of. Yeah, it was it was pretty back and forth. You imagine that they will with the two teams that quality um, among the better teams in in the region. So generally, uh, you know, when you got teams like that, they're going to be back and forth. They're going to be a lot of chances, but uh. You can only take one. I mean, Susquehanna haven't conceded for three weeks. Wow, that's impressive. Rock hard defense right there. I'm telling you, that's that defense that we could use right now for the guys. Yeah, I mean, they didn't keep any goals. They did keep a clean sheet at the weekend. The the men uh, also against Elizabethtown. Uh, came to town. We waited 170 minutes of play for a goal between the two games. Uh, Delaney Morton again uh, scored that goal on 80 minutes. I give you credit. That must have been some hard work you were doing. Just yeah. to see the ball going back and forth, no goals. No, uh, we saw we saw enough chances. And didn't you know get excited? But uh, it took a long time for somebody to take one. And, uh, you know, it was a, a whole lot of excitement when someone finally did. Uh, let's let's head to the Premier League. Um, this week's um, headline. North London Derby and a Manchester Derby. So not often you see those both in the same week, but we've got it this week. Uh, the first game of the weekend is uh, the early kickoff on Saturday, and that's Arsenal versus Tottenham. Can I just say one thing? North London is red, of course. Ah, uh, well, uh, one of them is in the Champions League. That's all I'm going to say. Hey, but one of them isn't leading the league right now. Uh... Yeah, by one point. All right, predictions. Who do you think is gonna win? I'm gonna, I'm gonna call, I'm gonna go for a draw. Draw. I'm gonna go for a really dull, goalless draw. 
because that's what it always seems to be. You know, they say they say form goes at the window during a derby, but in this derby, it does not. It just doesn't. Um, I'll say Arsenal two one win over Tottenham. Who do you think scores? Bukayo Saka one and Gabriel Martinelli. Wait, no, Gabriel Jesus the other. Who scores for Spurs? Harry Kane. Okay, you're I not. Think, I think it's too much attacking talent not to see a goal. Both teams are in good form attacking, great attacking players. I just think the one thing I have fear about, I have fears about both teams' defenses, but I think Spurs is a little bit more shaky. See, the thing, the thing is with Spurs recently, um, with Conte's system, there's going to be a lot of, you know, back and forth. When you're playing with a back three, you're, you're running the risk that somebody goes, beats you down the outside. That's true. And that's where I, I, I think Arsenal haven't done enough of. You know, their wingers are cut inside wingers. They're gonna cut it they're gonna come in on you. And, and and if they're not ready to go towards the outside, because if we're being honest, Zinchenko won't do that. Zinchenko's gonna come in. You're right. That's you gotta I think that's where Arsenal have have struggled. Um, you know, the really big struggle that they've had in a season that's been successful for them is that they haven't used the wing space enough. I think, you know, when you have good wingers like that, especially Saka on the right side, who's a good creator, you've got to use that wing space because Ben White won't get too far forward. He's a center back. Well, I hope Ben White doesn't start. I get nervous at times when he starts, to be honest. I hope they put a plug and put Tommy Yasu in. I think Tommy Yasu, I have more faith in him keep speed and speed on the wing, keeping up with those fast wingers, and also going forward too. Because I feel like Ben White, he's good defensively at times, but it's just you get nervous because you see him sometimes getting out pace, and it looks like he's about to lose it and get blown away on the wing. Like I remember the Crystal Palace game. I was hurt. I was biting my nails. I was just like, Come on, don't score because they were going at Ben White and Ben White couldn't handle it to be honest. Yeah, I mean, you know, you see a lot of people saying, Oh, Arsenal have been really good this season. Um, and they have. But that Crystal Palace game was probably a different story, wasn't it? That Crystal Palace game, I think I wouldn't have been mad if we tied. I think we couldn't even lost, but at the same time, I've seen a different thing from Arsenal this year than years have passed where it's just you get through the game, these type of hard games. Yeah, they have shown more, a lot more resolve, haven't they? Uh, let's move on to the 10 a.m. kickoffs in local time. Um, so the first one is born with Brentford. <laughs> so one that very few people in this region will be watching. But, um, you know, Brentford have had a lot more um, success this this season. Uh, Bournemouth are only a point below them, but they... Uh, they, their goal differential is a, it's a 16-goal swing. Uh, Brentford have a goal differential of plus three, and uh, Bournemouth, of course, thanks in part to that 9-0 defeat uh, against Liverpool, have a goal differential of minus 13. So where where do these teams go? How do, this, how do these teams go at each other? I say Brentford wins. I think it might be maybe. I could see going both ways either a close game or a blog game, but I say Brentford wins. I'll say 2-0. Two, two I just think Bournemouth's going down. 
I don't believe in them to be honest. No, it's it's hard to it's hard to have much faith in them, don't isn't there? Um so I'll put it in Brentford win. Yeah, I think Brentford two 0 seems accurate. Um Bournemouth, despite the fact that they've conceded nine goals in a game this season, their big problem is not uh is somehow not their defense. It's it's their attack. They've scored six goals in seven games, it's not gonna do it here. It's not gonna do it in the Prem. Uh, granted, when you when you play when you play Liverpool, you don't expect to score. Mm-hmm. When you play Arsenal, when you play Man City, you don't expect to score. Mm-hmm. But when you beat when you when you show promise, when you beat Aston Villa, when you beat Villa two 0 you you get results. You know, you you draw one one at Newcastle. That's not a bad result. This Newcastle team is good. They've gone from a year ago today, we'd be saying, okay, yeah, they're going down. They're going down without a You're fight. Right. right now, this is a team, that, that Newcastle team is good. Like, they've made a lot of changes. But it's also an investment they have, too, that, that, that's a big part of it. It is an investment, but it, it's a long-term investment. They will be a Champions League team soon. Um, and they'll probably kick Spurs out, or Chelsea. Um... Yeah, no, but for for Brentford, they have a whole whole lot of different results. Uh you know, they've they've been quite streaky this season. Um you know, one week you put you put four past United and the next week you're losing to Fulham. Yeah. Uh, this and then Fulham is different than me though. Yeah, this Fulham is is a different team than the teams that have gone down without a fight the last two times they were in the Prem. Um yeah, and then you go on and you you beat you beat Leeds five two, then you lose three nil at Arsenal at home to Arsenal. Uh, I think if Brentford really want to make an account of themselves, they've got to do better in that game. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're gonna get too far losing three nil at home to Arsenal. Uh, I think the only teams that I think if you're if you're gonna go places, the only teams that you should be losing three nil at home to are Man City and Liverpool. Well, this. You can make an argument this year, though, that Arsenal, I can't really blame because Arsenal might actually be a top three contender. I, I honestly, at the end of the season, I don't think they'll be anywhere near City or Liverpool. I want to say near City or Liverpool, but I would say in the top three, like how Chelsea was last season, they weren't near, but they were still comfortably inside the top four. I think that might be Arsenal. I think that will be Arsenal, but I think I think we're, we're looking at like 95 points for City, 85 points for Liverpool, 75 points for Arsenal. I agree. Uh, okay, well, we'll move on to Crystal Palace, Chelsea. You know, Chelsea, interesting to see how they get on with the new manager. They still have a negative goal differential this season because they've had some really weird results. Um, you know, you lose to Southampton, you lose 3-0 to Chelsea, uh, you lose 3-0 to Leeds. Um, you only beat West Ham and Leicester, who are in the in the bottom three, and Everton as well, who will probably be in the bottom three at the end of the season, um, by one goal. You know, these results are, are not promising. But let me ask you one question. Should Thomas Tuchel have been sacked, though? What's your question? Should Thomas Tuchel have been sacked? Oh, uh, no. No. All right. That's my problem. You let Thomas Tuchel bring in all these players. Aubameyang. Aubameyang's only played, I think, I saw... 45 minutes for Tuco and you sack and you sack him. 
that makes no sense why you sack Tuco and bring in Graham Potter if you let Tuco have the whole transfer window to get all his players and you give Graham Potter's Tuco's players. That's not the player Graham Potter, Potter probably wanted. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a recipe for disaster. I don't think Potter makes the whole season. I say he might. Well, I don't know what the new Chelsea, Chelsea owners. That's the only thing. If it wasn't a Bromovich, I could agree with you, but I don't know how Todd Bully's going to do with it because Todd Bully at the same time seems like He's trying to do a Bromwich, but doesn't really know much information on soccer. Yeah, he doesn't know a clue what he's doing, doesn't he? I think you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a Dodgers fan, so I, I give him credit where it's due. He's a good owner, but he has not the slightest clue what he's doing when it comes to, like, actual soccer. Um, I'll say this, though. I think I think Crystal Palace wins. I th- yeah, no, I, I wouldn't be all that surprised. I'll uh, say Wilfred Zaha and Eberichi Eze. On the score sheet, or just run the run the game. They do some amazing stuff, and Chelsea can't keep up, in my opinion. Yeah, no, Eberechi Eze has has been good. Uh, you know, he had struggles with injury last year, of course, the ACL. Um, but when he plays, he's good. Um, and you know, you're kind of backing him to do well. Um, and I that's that's reasonable uh, for sure. Uh, let's let's go Fulham and Newcastle. So these are these are two sides that are on the up um, for different reasons. Fulham have just been more more resilient once they got in the prem. They've signed they've they've made a lot smarter signings than they did the last two times. Um, you know because before it was bringing over the hill players for over the top fees. This year they've 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 bought really smartly. Of course, Willian I don't think will end up being a good deal. But the Burnt Leno was a solid transfer. They they've gone, you know, Levin Kurzawa I think will be a will just be a joke. That that's that's gonna go badly. But Mbabu Issa Diop, those are those are good deals that they're making. You know now Menor Solomon, um, Andreas Pereira. You know those are those are all solid transfers. You know and now now they've gone and brought in Carlos Vinicius as well. They're making good moves. I can see that. I see the moves are good, but the one thing I've actually been surprised about is that William actually had an Arsenal debut, but we know how his time went on Arsenal because I think I saw, I didn't see the game, but I saw highlights, if I'm not mistaken, of him, I think, and have a few assists in his in his first game there, right? He did have a pair of assists, yeah. But still, I don't trust that because look what happened at Arsenal. He had like four assists that time. And look how his season ended. So yeah, look at where it went from there. Only scored one goal for Arsenal. Um, but the one player that they signed that we didn't mention, but we really need to, and I wanted to, I wanted to give him his own bit of credit is Jao Paulinha, because he's he's been among the, and we we expe- we didn't I didn't expect him to go to a, a Fulham. I expected him to go to a top six team. That's actually true. And I think if if Fulham do end up you know losing it and, and end up going down, I think he he ends up getting a getting a transfer to a top six team, and you know you imagine it's probably going to be Chelsea. Well, there's one more guy to get credit for. Alexander Mitrovic has actually showed up so far this year, though. Yeah, I mean, I think we kind of expected that after he scores like what did he score like forty two goals in the, in the championship? But at the same time, he's done that before and never really stepped up in the. Well, he's never done forty two. It was something close to that. No, it was nowhere near it. Maybe thirty. Probably thirty something. Well, the, the previous record was thirty-two. Mm. He goes on and scores forty-two. Um, but the one thing I, I just something didn't like, was it was it even more than forty-two? I don't even know how many it was. Mm. I just didn't expect it though, 
I just didn't expect for him to be this effective so far in the Premier League because I remember the Liverpool game. The Liverpool came, no offense to you. I know you're a Liverpool fan, but he had you guys by the ropes. Oh, Virgil I mean, that Van... penalty was a, was a bit of a... But still, he he baited Virgil van Dijk into doing into doing a questionable call. I'll give him pray for that. And Alexander Arnold, he bullied him out the air. I remember that one. And I just been seeing him pop up and doing some great stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll be honest with you. That penalty was an absolute joke. That is never a penalty, and that's not even me as saying that as a Liverpool fan. That is not a penalty. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's let's move on. Southampton, Everton. Um, you know, with Everton's recent results, there's only one winner here. Southampton. I think. Yeah, I think they. I think they do it, and they do it comfortably. Um, I think Frank Lampard is going to get sacked. To be frankly, yeah, because he he's not a good manager. You know, like he was a good player. Yeah, but not every good player is a good manager. And right. This is one of those cases. I don't think he deserved a Chelsea job. To be honest, too. I think no, the, he, he got the Chelsea he, job off his na- off the name he was as a player. No, because what did he do as a manager that merited the Chelsea job? He just got to the championship playoffs. That was it that season. He didn't even win promotion or nothing. No, and, and the thing is, he, he kind of relied on individual brilliance. You know, Harry Wilson that season was really good um, for, for Derby. You know, Mason Mount he had in the championship, and Mason Mount was too good for the championship. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was the year he had Reese James, but uh, don't quote me on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, players that were too good for the championship. So when you, when you have players that are too good for the championship, you're going to get that sort of situation where you're going to do well, but you're also in a position where you you should be going up with that team. You, like, that's a team that should be going up. And the fact that he can only get them, I think, what, they finished sixth and, and made it to the playoff final and, and didn't even come up. Um, you should be going up, and you should be going up directly. And I think I think the fact that he finished sixth with that team, is, is that's, not a, that's not an impressive thing. I think you should be I think you should be going straight up with that team. Yeah, I could totally agree. I think Frank Lampard is, a, in my opinion, he's not good. I think it's what we see of English hype sometimes, the Chelsea job. Going in English, I, I bet you that was a no-name manager from a smaller country and anywhere in the world or a country that isn't big on soccer. There would have been outrage from English fans saying he didn't deserve it, but because Frank Lampard was a good English pro and he was a Chelsea legend, he got the Chelsea job, and everyone thought he was going to do something. No, I mean, it was similar to, to Solskjaer getting the uh, United job almost. Uh, because Because somebody tell me, how did that man get the United job? What did he do as a manager that merited that job? Well, to be honest, we all know the hierarchy of United was a joke. We didn't expect the move well, like it's, that it's, from it. It's Abramovich still bad. Show. Yeah. No, we did not expect Roman Abramovich to do something like that. Um, Liverpool, Brighton. Um, again, I think last year you'd say there's only one winner, but this this fixture was a two-two draw last year. Um, and it could be that again, honestly. I I've seen some some pretty bad stuff from Liverpool this year. I don't. I think Liverpool gets in the top four, but I don't think it's a Liverpool scene that we had seen consistently in the past. I think it's a little bit of just a fall off. I think, in my opinion, I'll say Liverpool wins this game, but it's going to be closer than we expect and harder work than we expect Liverpool to be versus a team like Brighton. 
Yeah, I mean, we've seen it in the past. Liverpool are going to be a team that is going to be fighting. But I think at the end of the season, they're going to be about 10 points between... 10 points from first, 10 points from third. They're going to be comfortably second, I think. But at the same time, it's going to be just sad for Liverpool. It's going to be a down season, I would say, because the standards we hold Liverpool to, 10 points from City or the title is not good. But it's not fair, I would say, at the same time, because they've done nominal things. In most seasons, if Guardiola wasn't in the Prem, they win the Prem probably like three times. Well, uh, I think... Van Dyke doesn't get injured twenty twenty one they win the league. Um last year if Everton actually get that penalty at in that game against City, they win the league. Um, you know, I mean eighteen nineteen, they Man City don't get away with a a lot of egregious refereeing. And you you've seen that in the past. The refereeing in the Prem is not good. You're right. Supporters of any team will say this, but there's some there's some teams that that experience it a lot more often than others. Specifically, Liverpool, Chelsea, and Arsenal. I think of the top six are the ones that get a lot of just terrible refereeing. I could actually agree with that. When you saw in 2021, um, Liverpool had more VAR decisions overturned against them than any other team, and it wasn't close. Um, and and you look at the the nature of some of them. Um, they were they were just bad. Well, one thing I'll say though is that we can't put all the blame on a referee. We have to play on the VAR officials because some of the calls that they overturn and stuff it makes no sense. It's like they've never played soccer before. Don't understand how the game of soccer works. No, I mean you're entirely right. Um, In my opinion, we should get someone that's like a ex pro, but at the same time ex pro could be controversial and favor his club but we need someone that understands soccer fully that understands a lot of plays that happen and stuff yeah no I mean you got John Moss and Mike Dean out there doing the weirdest stuff you can imagine um yeah well let's move on uh West Ham Wolves West Ham Wolves I think Wolves win this game West Ham have scored three goals all season what are they I don't even know I don't even know how you do that. Oh, so have Wolves, actually. Last season, I would say West Ham, but this season... This, this, this game could... This game's got goalless draw written all over it, actually. I was just actually going to say, boring fest. Snooze fest. Like the, the fans in the ground will be asleep after 20 minutes. I feel like it's just going to be a real defensive battle. Nothing really going on. No really attacking talent or flair. Maybe a few chances that you could get excited for, but nothing. Not a real good goalless draw. Yeah. Not a real good goalless draw. Now you just know that now that we've said this is going to be like four three. <laughs> Imagine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, that's the that's it for Saturday's games. So moving to Sunday. Um, this is the big one. Man City, Man United. Uh. Yeah. So the big one on on Sunday is the Manchester Derby. And uh, honestly, you know, I, I want to see this be competitive, but I think City just absolutely wallop United. There's, they have no answer to Erling Holland, Because tell me right now that a 5'9 center back is going to do anything against Erling Holland. He's not, but the same thing I will say is that I'll give props to United, even though everyone knows I'm an Arsenal fan. 
Again, props to United. Not really what we've done. But so far, the turnaround that we've seen from the start, losing 4-0 to Brentford, and something 4-0 to Brighton, too, if I'm not mistaken. That was last season. It was 2-1 to Brighton this year. 2-1 to Brighton still, but it's been a big turnaround because the Arsenal game where they won, I think Arsenal, if this was the beginning of the season, they kept going. Arsenal might put five past them, to be honest. So I won't say it's going to be outrageous as before, but I'll say 3-0 Man City win. 2-0, something like that. No, I, I think th- th- here's the problem. There is one defender, one, that can stop Erling Holland. Who? That's Virg Van Dyke. There's one defender. That's the thing. There is one defender. I don't know. I'll say, Ru- I'll say the best defender that I think can stop him is on his own team, Ruben Diaz. Right now. I don't think Ruben Diaz gets near him. He's not fast. He's really just vastly overrated if we're being honest because here's the thing the best the best two center backs in the prem both play for liverpool all right i wouldn't say that i i would say that i think i because tell me right now that what ruben diaz did for man city is even comparable to what van dyke has done for liverpool it's not Van Dyke over over the past few seasons have been better but i'll say I feel like the last few seasons, I think Ruben Diaz has been more solid. Because I think Van Dyke's his impact off his ACL. I still haven't seen the old Van Dyke, and I seen Ruben Diaz play at high levels, higher levels, and a little bit higher levels than Van Dyke. So that's why I'll say it. I, mean, I, I honestly, from what I've seen, um, the seventy percent Van Dyke has been playing at has still been just. Steps like levels above everyone else. I think I I don't think there's a there's a there's a battle for first. It's Van Dyke and he, Van Dyke is just in a class of his own. Now you get in that like kind of that top tier that isn't Van Dyke. You got you know you get your Marquinhos at PSG, you know Rudiger, and then you get Ruben Diaz. You get Joel Matip. And honestly, I think. There were parts of last season where Van Dy- where, where Matip was as good as Van Dyke. I could agree with that. The thing is, when you have a player like Virgil Van Dyke, they're going to go down that opposite side. They're not going to... The, like, teams are not going to bother to come near him. <coughs> Te- like, teams aren't going to come near him. You saw Erling Holland uh, in the Community Shield didn't come near him. He He took him on once or twice... Got absolutely demolished, like because Erling Holland will bully anyone. He is not afraid to do that. But when you try, when you don't bully Van Dyke, it doesn't happen. I will say we'll wait till when Man City plays Liverpool to continue this conversation. But I think I think Erling Holland scores at least two goals in this game. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. I'm sorry, but there's just no answer to him. Really, unless you're Liverpool, unless you have Virgil and Dyke on your team, there is no answer to Erling Holland. The other thing, though, is that I can maybe see them playing at China State. You bring in another center back, but are you really going to bring in Harry Maguire? Tell me, Harry. Harry, you you need speed and strength. You need you need Virgil and Dyke. You need Ibrahima Kanade. Those are the only two. Honestly, I think Kanade will do a job defending him. But the thing is. You get a fast defender like Lissandra Martinez, not strong, going to get bullied. 
You put in a, a strong defender like McGuire, he's not fast. Going to get bullied. You need both. And United don't have both. I'll say Varane. I think Varane has been playing better, and I've seen the flash of the overran, but he needs a good partner to guard Erling Holland that's not going to be afraid and that can actually defend him. Nobody is defending that man. And I tell you right now, nobody is defending right that now, man. No one in the world has an answer for Erling Holland, but that's another discussion. Yeah, all right. Uh, Leeds and Villa. Um, two teams that will probably be around the same position in the table coming into the season. I'll say 2-2 two, two draw. It has 2-2 two, two yeah. draw written all over it. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, could see Leeds winning this game. Um, I say Jesse Marshall. He deserves a lot of hatred that he doesn't get because of the American passport over there in England. But at the same time, yeah, no, I think I think he's done it done a little bit to himself and not helped his case at times. That I watched some of his interviews, and it's just like, come on, you have to be smart. You have to know that you're American. The American passport over there in England, they're gonna look at you as Ted Lasso. Some of the stuff you say automatically. Yeah, you, when when you're in that sort of situation, you got to be careful with what you say. Um, that's definitely a thing that we notice. And At the same time, I'll say this, though, on the other side. I think Steven Gerrard is overrated. As a manager, yes. As a player, don't say a word. I won't say a man player. I will defend player. that man with my life. I'll say as, as a, a manager, he's overrated. He's He will never get the Liverpool job, in my opinion. You could agree with me on this. I, 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 think, I think he probably does get it, but I don't think he deserves it. I think Liverpool will make a big mistake if they give him the Liverpool. No, I, I absolutely agree. I think it probably happens, but I don't think he deserves it. In my opinion, he he's just a mid-tier manager. I don't think he's all that. I think when no, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a mid-table he's a mid-table manager. He is. That, I think that's just the way it is. Honestly, um, here to the final game, uh, and on that that game plays on Monday, uh, Leicester and Forest, two teams that are headed for relegation. I could see this. I I honestly I I don't know how Leicester stay up. My opinion, I think Brendan Rodgers is going soon, but I think at the same time, I think Brendan Rodgers should walk out. I think he should have walked out when they gave him no goalkeeper to replace Casper Michael. No, and I mean literally goalkeeper. no goalkeeper because Danny Ward might as well just not be there. Um, he's been really bad. Um, when you, you sell Fafana and you don't replace him, you, you're gonna have some problems. Why hasn't Yuri Tillman's left too? That's the thing. I yeah, why seen. is Yuri Tillman still there? Go to a club like Arsenal, Chelsea, United, or I, even I, I imagine he's gone though. Or go the overseas season. and take your chance at somewhere like Italy or. Yeah, I, I honestly, I think he's gone. I think Madison's gone. I think Harvey Barnes is gone. I think Dak is gone. I think they're all gone. I wouldn't blame them. I would have been gone too. I would have told my agent, get me out of there or you're fired instantly. No money, no nothing. I think Castagna's gone. I think Ndidi's gone. I think everyone's gone because they're going down. Like, honestly, at the beginning of the season, it's like, okay, yeah, they're going to have a bad season. They're going to be rough. They're going to regress. But what I see right now, they're going down. They're going down. I agree with that. I thought at the beginning of the season when I saw them, I saw this looks like a team that doesn't have any hope. They're going down straight away. Because in what world are you going to let Casper Schmeichel, who is a good goalkeeper, and then and then your best defender just walk out? 
and replace them with Vout Feisch, who I've never even heard of, and who hasn't even played, and and then just give the one shirt to Danny Ward, who is not good enough to be a Premier League number one. Um, if if you want to stand, if you're if you're Leicester and you want to stand a chance at standing at staying up, you need to sign like ten players in the, in the winter. Um, Let me ask you one question: Who wins this game? Who do you think was the score, or who wins this game? I think Forrest wins. Forrest, I can see that. I think Forrest wins. I think Jesse Lingard finally decides to show up. I think he scores, and I think Forrest wins. I can see that. I just think two-two draw. Both teams really, I don't trust. And yeah, I think both teams we could really see them going down, or it's going to be a struggle to stay up. Yeah, you're probably right. But uh, we're gonna head on to the Nations League. Um, that the you know the group phases have already uh, finished up. Um, we've got some surprises. We've got some expected stuff. France five points from six games in the Nations League. Um, to me, there's two teams. Can I just start off by saying this? There's two teams I think in the World Cup that are going to be frauds and might get exposed. In my opinion, France and England. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Well, they're. England are going to be in the B League next year in the Nations League, which is how do I uh, how do I say this without sounding like an idiot? Funny. All right, let me put, ask you this though. What's your thoughts on here, McGuire making a squad? Shouldn't be anywhere near it. I think it's a disgrace, and we're seeing Southgate. I think Southgate's time in England is done. I think he's been a good. If England have a clue what they're doing, Southgate's got to go. Because you see what he said about Trent the other day? Because, no, say what you will about Trent versus Reese James, but there is not a there is not a single possible scenario where Trent Alexander-Arnold is not a better defender. There, there is no scenario that exists where Trent Alexander-Arnold is not... Where, where, England's two best right backs are not Trent Alexander Arnold and Reese James. And because Kieran Trippier, who Gareth Southgate has claimed is better than Trent, belongs nowhere near the squad. He's not good enough. He's not better than Kyle Walker. The one thing I'll say about though is that I can't make an excuse or just even say a reason that Trent shouldn't even be starting this squad when they play a back three. Put Trent on the, as a wing back. You Use Trent as a wingback. He is your most creative player. Hell, play him in midfield for all I care. He's your most creative Our player. You want to win this World Cup? You need him in. Midf- you need him on the field. I want to say midfield. I say play him wingback. I don't. I can't make a reason why you don't play him as wingback. You could say everyone could say, "Oh, Trent can't defend. Trent can't do that." But what's their point that you can't put him as wingback? Put Reese James as right center back. Trent as wingback, and we've seen it work for Chelsea. We've seen Reese James work for Chelsea as a right center back and as a wing back. Trent would actually be good in my opinion. His crossing abilities, giving it to Harry Kane. Oh my gosh, Harry Kane top scorer at the World Cup by far. If you had Trent crossing him easily. No, because if, if if you need a creative player, because here's the thing, this is where England went wrong. Mason Mount has been bad this season. Phil Foden is just overrated. Trent Alexander-Arnold is your most creative player. I don't care where you put him, but you need him on the field. And the second thing I have a problem with, I saw this at one of the games, I can't remember which, 
Why did he put Bukayo Saka as wingback? Bukayo Saka played defense for Arsenal for a little bit. You should not have him in a position where he's having to defend like that. Even though wingback isn't really defending, but still, you have to defend at times. Put him on the wing, because I think they play wingers at times, or inside wingers. Yeah, Why would so you here's put him the, This that? is the reality. If, you want, if you're England and you want to win this World Cup, Maguire is nowhere near the squad. Neither of your left backs are good. Ben Chilwell is the only one that belongs in the squad at all. Trippier only makes the squad as a left back. Your back three needs to have Reese James in it, and Trent needs to be the wing back. And you need it needs to be it, honestly. What is what is Southgate doing with Fakayo Tomori? Because Fakayo Tomori, Fakayo Tomori is your best defender. You want me to tell you what's really about it? He doesn't watch any overseas game or any games that's outside England. It's English players. That's it. And English players that play in England. That's what I'll say. Yeah, no. Fakayo Tamori is your best defender. You're Garrett Southgate right now. You look at that. Fakayo Tamori is your best defender. What is... Didn't he make Michael Keane in the last squad? Yeah, I'll preach, I'll preach about it. Fakayo Tamori is the best defender, but I've seen it for two years. They hasn't been, or like a year and a half, they haven't been picking him. Yeah, no. Stones, Tamori, Reese James. That's your back three. I, th- I think I don't even think they should play a back three, but at the same time, if you're playing a back three, that should be, I 100% agree. The other thing I think, though, he doesn't play the England sound. England is a team with great attacking players. You cannot tell me anything about it. As much as we could hate on England, anyone can hate on England. England is a player with great attacking players right now. And you don't play to your strengths in attacking football. Harry Kane, Bukayo Saka, Phil Foden, even though you can say what you want. Mason Mount. Dare I say Jude Bellingham. Even Jaden Sancho when he was in form at Borussia Dortmund. Well, he's in form right now. He isn't at Borussia Dortmund for but still. He never played to their attacking talents. That's my problem with him. Play to your talents. Everyone can see England could be great attackingly. Do not play so defensive and defensive-minded. No, it's it's got to be the 3-4-3. Three, three. That's where they're going to win this. That like that's, If you want to win the World Cup, and if you're England right now, your target should be win the World Cup. But the 3-4-3, three, three, the only problem is Southgate plays it too defensive. Yeah, no. It needs to be much more attacking. Because if, like, if, you, if you're England right now, and you're going to win, if you want to win this World Cup, you need to have it needs to be Bellingham and Declan Rice in midfield because it's the only two good midfielders. Um, and that hasn't this been like the second or third time Southgate has gone down? I, I've seen, I think. Yeah, I mean he has history with relegation. Um, so I'll, to be honest, the only thing I think that's keeping him in the job right now, or anything past the World Cup, if I could see he has a horror World Cup, would be who do you replace him with? England manager Graham Potter is going Chelsea. To be honest, Graham Potter is not leaving Chelsea to take up the England job unless he gets sacked. And I, I don't think he would get sacked that early, so. No, I mean, but you look at... I'd take Steve Bruce, for all I care. Give me Steve Bruce. <laughs> I don't care who it is, but it just shouldn't be Southgate. He's just not good enough to be the England manager. I don't think he's good enough, but the only thing I'm saying is I think the FA is almost as brain dead as United at times, and I think... 
if they sack him, I could see him appoint a, appoint a manager like Frank Lampard if he gets sacked at Everton or something. I wouldn't put it past it. Can you? No. I mean, I, I honestly, it's it's there's no solution. Look at the Southgate thing. He shouldn't have got the job, so I wouldn't put it past him. Point Frank Lampard. That's what. That's the only thing, because I think it would be one disaster into another. No, wait for it. They appoint Gary Neville. That. Now, somehow I think he might even still do better. <laughs> um, yeah, no. But Southgate is not the man for the job. It, it, that's that's just plain and simple. Um, Let's go on to France, though. Yeah, France have struggled a lot. Uh, I mean, look at the teams in the Nations League finals. Um, Italy, the Netherlands, Scotland. Wait, no, Scotland is Group B. Um, Croatia, Spain... Italy and the Netherlands. Um, I'd like to point out that Belgium were ranked number one in the world for about three years up until recently. The Netherlands have just beaten them home and away. This is a team that, if they play well, they can win the World Cup. I thought they could have won the Euros if they didn't appoint Frank de Boer. Frank de Boer, uh, Frank, Frank de Boer is is not a good manager. Um, we've seen that. We saw him at Crystal Palace a long time, uh, a while ago. Um, he's not a good manager, but Louis, Louis Van Hall, Louis Van Hall is a good enough manager to 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 win, to win the World Cup. I think under Kuman they would have had a great shot to win the to win the Euros. In my opinion, Kuman in twenty nineteen, yes. Kuman now, absolutely not. I feel like Barcelona kind of ruined Ronald Kuman. You're right, but I think France. Didier Deschamps, I think Zidane's waiting on that shop job. Zidane. I'm waiting for Deschamps. Z- Zidane Zidane is definitely waiting on that on that French job. Because that's uh. the only reason I could see. And him I would give it to him because he job. is a good manager. At the same time, this French team is full of too much players that have too much big egos. Dembele, Mbappe, Pogba, just name it's, mo- the it's mostly Mbappe. <laughs> but still, I look at the Pogba situation. That's not helping. I don't the squad. know what was going on over there. Something about I don't even understand. Crazy. But I know something about his brother getting into trouble and him just throwing him under the bus or something. Yeah, it was pretty wild, honestly. Um, but at the same time, I think you could really realistically see France and England both not make it out of their group. To be honest. Oh, 100 percent. Well, I mean, France won't make it out of the group because champions curse. But um, I feel like England France, they have absolutely. just enough. But England. I would not be surprised if you see United States in a country like Wales. Wales go through, or even Morocco go through. Morocco That's the other team I'm group. thinking about. <laughs> Morocco aren't in that group. Um, what, wait, which team is? What's the other team? Oh, Saudi <laughs> Iran, Arabia. Uh, Iran. Iran. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't put, put it past them to be for. We just said that. I wouldn't put it past them for Iran, Wales, or United States to all be in front of them in the group. Would you? With the thing we see from England so far, the play we've seen? I wouldn't put it past them, honestly. And another thing about England, right before we go with this topic, I just remembered. Why is Aaron Ramsdale not the number one? Please explain to me that. Why are you pick, keep picking Jordan Pickford? He's been injured. He didn't even make the squad this time. Ramsdale? He was injured. No, Pickford. Oh, he's injured. Still. No, I think... I think you got to go with Ramsdale, or you got to go with Nick Pope. We all know he's going to go with Pickford, though. We do, we do. It's like the Harry Maguire situation. We all know at the end of the day we could banter him all we want. We could, we could say he's stupid and stuff. 
He's going to go with Maguire. We all know it. And he's going to die by Maguire and Pickford on that hill. He will. He really will. Um, yeah, I mean, we're going we're gonna to die on that hill. Um, but here's here's... Here's where we got to look um, with France. It's their defense. Their defense has been piss poor. It's been bad. I'm like, Varane is not what he was. That's the reality. It's not. He's not what he was. Uh, but let's take a look at Inter and Roma. Um, wrap us up here. Um. Who do you think wins this game? I think Inter win this. I think Inter win this game. I can see Inter winning, but I, could, I just also think that Roma has looked a little bit different under Maria. And I think Roma gets top four in Italy. I think they probably get fourth, but I, I think they certainly compete game. for it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they. I think they they will certainly compete for it. I don't know if they get it, but I think they definitely have a good shot at competing for it. I think I think Inter wins. If anything, I don't see Roma really reigning, but I could see them both time like a one-one tie or zero-zero tie. Yeah, I, I could see that, but uh, I say Inter wins like you, but nearly, barely yeah. with any faith. Yeah, I do. I do think that Inter has a little, just a little bit too much quality for Roma to handle right now. Um, Lukaku hasn't been really informed on Inter, from what I've seen. No, but only three appearances, a goal and an assist. You know, you don't imagine too. You don't expect too much from him anymore. Um, but to be honest, I thought and I thought Lukaku would go back to Inter and light it up and show Tuchel or show Chelsea that they made a real mistake. But I can't really say anything about Lukaku right now. Not yeah, really no, good. I mean, Lautaro Martinez and Edin Dzeko have been the first choice, and for good reason. They're in better form. Um, you look at what they their squad right now and. You look at it; it's really hard to see a world where this Chelsea, t- uh, this team doesn't go out there and beat them. One thing um, I'll say about you know, with though. Barella, Brozovic, um, they've just been really good. Um, you know, Bastoni has been good. Um, Skriniar is always going to be good. Stefan de Frey has been good. Gersens has been good. Dumfries has been good. Onana and goal. They're a very good team. Onana has been playing in the league, but you know what I mean? I like the signing of Onana really a lot, but one more thing is that I think Tammy Abram, I just had to prod him every time I see him and stuff. We're taking a chance to go overseas when Chelsea didn't want him, and I think we're really going to just see a different Abraham when he comes back to maybe England or something. I think it's really going to help him. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um... We have just about run out of time. Um, Ryan, thank you for joining uh, the show again. You know, it's, uh, let's keep it moving. And uh, we will see you again in episode number three.